0: Hi, my name is Erin Kinzel, and I think personal growth sucks. But I also can't stop pursuing it, and it's produced some amazing results in my relationships, my career, my emotional and physical health, and basically every other area of my life. So the truth is that I don't always think it sucks. I just don't like the uncomfortable, scary, and awkward parts. On this podcast, I invite you to join me and my friends as we talk about personal growth. The hard parts, how we're leaning in despite how awful it can be, what we're learning, and most importantly, how we're moving forward. We'll share the resources and tools that are helping us and you'll get to listen in as we encourage each other and hopefully encourage you too along the way. Thanks for joining me today. Hey everyone, welcome to season two, episode seven of Personal Growth Sucks. This season is all about curing procrastination, which I think you know by now, I don't think you can actually cure procrastination, but there are so many ways that I have been able to get to a healthier place in my life with, um, with productivity, with decision-making, with um, just having a healthier overall ecosystem where procrastination isn't as much of a problem for me as it used to be. And today we're going to be talking about how you can't do it all, which is really appropriate for the fact that this episode will drop on Thanksgiving Day and we're headed into the holiday season, headed into, um, you know, eventually getting to January 2023, a time when, you know, we think about New Year's resolutions. And as much as I don't like setting New Year's resolutions, there is this natural, reflective, thing that happens at the end of a year and beginning of a, of a new year. I think partially because we have like the holidays, we kind of set aside a lot of real life. And there's so much there that's about um, family and kind of this ideal like memory making situation where um, there's so many things that we, you know, this this like idealized view of who we ought to be, who our family ought to be, um having holiday traditions, all of this stuff. And then along with that, overindulging, uh not just overindulging, but there's kind of this like pause that happens with some of real life. And all of that I think creates this recipe for reflecting on our life, where we are, is this where we want to be, is this where we ought to be. Um, it can stir up all kinds of feelings about things. And then there's a natural, like we've come to the end of the year, you're starting a new year, starting fresh. And this all of this, um, for me, it all leads to this idea of like, who do I want to be? and And, you know, trying to start over, trying to lean into a different way of doing things. And so all of it, you know, that can be really energizing. But then also, I think often it leads to us really leaning into who we think we ought to be and then setting goals and setting priorities um, that are a little bit too big for us or maybe way too big for us, which is why most New Year's resolutions fail. So before we get into, you know, that time of year, I think this is a good time to really pause and to accept the reality that we can't do it all. And the way that this fits with the procrastination topic is that um, you know procrastination, by definition, is putting off a task or a decision that needs to happen right now. And I've talked in earlier episodes, especially in episode one, where I talk about this concept of moving from the courtroom into the laboratory, um, and really about not judging ourselves. Like there are a lot of ways that I tend to judge things in my life as being procrastination when it's actually not procrastination. It's just that that's the label that I'm putting onto it. And one of the ways I do that is when I, for example, see 20 things that need to be done, and maybe in a day I get three of those things done, at the end of the day, I tend to think of those 17 things as things that I should have gotten to And therefore, by default, it's procrastination. I didn't get to those things because of some deficit that I have. And instead, looking at those things and saying, well, first of all, do those 17 things really need to be done? Second of all, is it really true that I could have gotten them all done today? And if it's impossible for me to have done all 20 things that I thought I ought to be able to do, if it's really impossible for me to do them, then the problem isn't me procrastinating on it. The problem is me coming to terms with a need to prioritize my time and what I can actually do. So we're gonna talk all about that today. and the reality is, and I'll just start here the reality is that we can't do it all. We are finite beings. We have 24 hours in a day. And in that day, depending on all the roles that you play, if you are a parent, if you are a spouse, if you are an employee or a boss, if you volunteer, There's all kinds of other roles that we can add to that. Like if you have a pet, if you um, take care of your neighbor, if you, you know, all of these things add to um, the tasks on our plate and the ways that we have to divvy up responsibilities within those 24 hours. And a lot of times I get stuck in this idealized version of my life where I think that I should be able to do all of things. Um, And I've, you know, in peeling back the layers of that, it's like, where does that come from and why is it there? I am not really sure. But what I do know is that I've had to be intentional to realize what I'm expecting of myself and to realize that a lot of times this mental to-do list that I have is is the thing that's making me feel overwhelmed or making me feel like well, it's, it's making me feel overwhelmed or it, it's judging me. Like my silent to-do to do list is, is judging me. I think I mentioned that on a previous episode too, this kind of this list that gets created in my head that then becomes this parental kind of thing that is like, oh, I should be doing this and this and this and this. And everywhere I turn in my office or in my house or when I'm with other people, There's all these things that get added to it of, here's all the things that I really ought to be doing. And when I confront that idea in my head and I sit with it for a minute and I I can realize how unrealistic that is, I actually can't be doing all of those things. And so part of the work of this is prioritizing, which goes back to decision-making Um, which is what we talked about on, let's see, episode five, we talked all about decision making and the ways that that can be difficult. Um, And there's some grief work involved there also, uh, which I think we also talked about on that um, particular episode, um, because I have to come to terms with the fact that I'm finite and I have to actually think about all the potential things and make a decision And I have to say goodbye to some of the things that I really want to do. But coming to terms with the fact that I can't do them all. That is really difficult. And it is like I have this mental Pinterest board of all the things that I think I'm going to do. Or all of the um, like personality traits that I want to have. All the roles that I want to fill. All the things that I want to do for other people. Here are all the things that I want to do. And it's easy to call that procrastination when really it's me not being able to come to terms with the loss of the ideal Aaron. And I'm going to talk more about this on the next episode. Um, these two episodes will really go together um, because the next one is going to be on making peace with your actual self. So how do we grieve the loss of the ideal self and that, that I can't do it all? And then how do I make peace with my actual self and focus on reality and what needs to happen in reality with the, with the real Aaron that exists, not the ideal Aaron. And in preparing for this episode, one thing that I realized is that sometimes it really does feel easier to call myself a procrastinator than it is to face the sadness and grief that I can't do it all. It feels easier to leave all of those potential tasks open-ended as possibilities than it is to say, "Oh, actually, I'm not ever going to do these things." And it's funny; like I was really surprised as I dug into this and and realized, "Oh, I would almost rather label myself as a procrastinator than i um, than I would want to bring an end." to things and shut them down as possibilities. So sometimes for me, procrastination is as much about grief and sadness as it is about labeling myself as a procrastinator. And we've, we talked about this again, you know, the grief and sadness part of it, but it comes, it, it's interesting to me that it comes back around um, here in this topic of how we can't actually do it all. And really surprising to me to realize I would almost rather say, Oh, I'm procrastinating on all these things than to say, than to live in reality and say, Oh, maybe I just can't do all of these things. And that's a really hard realization. And I think partially why this is such a personal growth, Um, you know, this is the work of personal growth, is having to pause. And sit with that for a minute and just say, wow, I, maybe I'm choosing procrastination more than I want to think that I am instead of thinking of it as something that is like happening to me, of seeing that this is an area where I need to mature and become healthier. This is an area where um, I might need to bring others into it with me. To explore that a little bit and to, you know, talk with my coach or talk with my life team and to say, wow, I'm realizing that this actually could be a block for me is that I would rather sit in the middle of all of these possibilities and lament about being a procrastinator than I would to make hard decisions about prioritizing things in my life and about saying, here's what I'm going to do and here's what I'm not going to do. And this comes back to a book that I've mentioned before on the podcast called Necessary Endings by Henry Cloud, which I really recommend that book. Um, and you know, part of, the, um, part of what I'm thinking of from that book is this idea of pruning. And, and it really is true that we can't grow everything all at once. Sometimes we need to prune the fruit or the branches in order to give more space for growth. And we have to focus our energy and let go of the hope that every single branch will produce fruit. And it's really hard to get those pruning shears out and cut it, cut off. Like it really does at times feel like I'm cutting off part of myself. Especially if the things I want to do are tied to a vision of who I think I ought to be or a vision of who I want to become. And cutting those things off doesn't mean that I'm never going to become that. It just means that that's not what I can focus on right now. And I'm finite and I can't do all the things. I don't have energy for all the things. And so I have to prioritize and make decisions. And the alternative is getting stuck. So either I take the energy that I have and I get realistic about what I can do, and I go about doing those things um, in a, in a, you know, with excellence or um, with focus. Or I sit in the pile of all of the potentials, and I go in circles, and I can get frustrated about not making momentum on anything. And when I really bring all of those thoughts into the light, and I peel back the layers. And I am able to have this awareness, right? Cultivating self awareness is such a huge thing. When I can sit with the awareness of that reality, like I would rather sit with all of the possibilities and not make any progress than to make hard decisions about things and make progress on a couple of things, then. That's where the real personal growth happens because I have to wrestle with that and look at that and decide, am I going to lean into something different? Am I going to um, have people come alongside and help me? Am I going to do the hard work of saying, you know, whatever it is inside of me that is resisting this, whew, I got to lean in and make some decisions and try to do it differently. Otherwise, I'm going to get stuck where I've always been. I also wanna say that sometimes it's not about doing all of that soul searching. Um, For me, where this has come around in the past is at times doing what I call a brain dump where I like put everything out on a list of, um, here's all of the things that are on my brain that I think I ought to be doing. And being able to look at that and to say, um, I just need to edit my list. It just needs to be more realistic. What isn't as important today as I thought it might be from yesterday? So like the thing where your to-dos get carried over from week to week or day to day. Um, I don't know if you do that, but I have often had that happen for me. Where, you know, I just didn't get to all of the things last week. And so I keep copying them over onto a new week's to-do list. And then you you end up with these like lingering tasks And at times I've had to pause and just say, wait, this is something that got put on my list a month ago. It seemed like a nice idea at the time, but I am able to look at it with fresh eyes today and it's okay for me to just cut this off my list. It's okay for me to say, this is no longer something that I think needs to happen or to just be realistic and say, I just don't have the energy to make this thing happen. And so some of this comes down to, editing my list, sometimes it also comes down to being at peace with saying yes to some things and no to others and saying no to other people. So, you know, this reality that I can't do it all, when I really face that and I say, oh, I am finite, then it helps me to be able, you know, when other opportunities come up to say, well other opportunities. when people ask me to do things or maybe I even feel compelled to do something like uh, maybe I'm in a conversation with someone and they're talking about some committee that they serve on and I think, oh, that would be so fun to serve on that committee or here's all the ways that I think I could help this cause and and to be able to pause in that moment and say, yeah, but does it belong on my list? I'm finite. I can't do it all. And so I need to not jump into another opportunity to add something to my list. And it's really the concept that saying no to one thing leaves you free to say yes to something else. And some of this goes back to the last episode of managing other people's emotions. Um, Having to get real about the fact that I'm finite and I can't do it all, sometimes is in conflict with a desire to not disappoint people. So really embracing this and getting clear on the fact that I can't do it all, having the grief that says I do have to prioritize, I can't do all of the things, I have to choose some things and say no to others, helps me get clear also on embracing the discomfort of disappointing other people and saying no to them. Um, because I can understand the the flip side of that, or the the maybe not the flip side, but the consequence of that. If I choose to to be a people pleaser and say yes to this, it means that there are other things on my list that I really do want to prioritize that aren't going to get done. One example of of this in my life is that um, I made a note. On a day when I I was on Facebook and there was some kind of a notification that I received on Facebook, and it was from a page that I had managed in my former um, job, and it made me think about oh, there's all these pages that I'm connected to that I'm still an administrator on, that are extra, and I don't um, I don't need to be connected to them, and it's you know kind of creating some annoyance I'm getting some email notifications and notifications on Facebook. And also it's probably just not good that I'm connected to them still, um, for, for their benefit as much as for mine. And so, you know, all of this came up because I saw this one notification on my feed and, um, I thought, oh, I ought to do something about that. And not just about that page, but it led me down to think about you know, there were maybe like five other pages that I was still connected to. And it became this like task on my list of, I need to figure out how to detach myself from all these five pages. And then it became kind of this complicated thing. And, and it became uh, forefront in my mind, forefront of a, you know, at the forefront of my mind of a, a priority. Oh, I got to do this thing. But then as I paused, I'm like, well, what priority is this actually? Is it really worth my energy to do this? Or am am I just feeling motivated because this one page popped up right now? And if that's the case, could I disconnect from this page that I'm thinking about right now, just do the one page and move on instead of having to put a big project on my to-do list? Um, And, you know, part of my (laughs) Part of my issue with this is that I'm very good at finding tasks that ought to be done. <laughs> I just sort of feel like I'm always collecting tasks. Oh, here's a thing that could be done. Here's another thing that could be done. And so, um, and I am not, you know, I'm more, I have a lot of strategic strengths and a lot of relationship strengths. I don't have, um, you know, specifically talking about the Clifton Finder assessment, I don't have a lot of the executing strengths in my, you know, at the top of my list. And so I tend to be a person that thinks about all the possibilities and um, and then tries to be strategic about how they ought to be done. But what that happens for me is I tend to hang on to tasks and it's it's like there's this gap between thinking of it as a task that could be done and actually getting it done. Um, I'm not the type of person. like my husband is more one that when he's given a task, he wants to get it done as soon as possible and get it off his list. Um, and so with that, I don't know if I'm explaining that very well, but I realized, oh, I tend to collect potential things on my to-do list uh, because I'm an ideation person, because I'm a strategic person, because I am, Hyper aware of all of the things in my surroundings, which I think is partially a coping mechanism from some little T trauma from childhood of really collecting tasks, but not being sure which ones I want to take the energy to move forward with. What happens then is I just label myself a procrastinator for all of those things I've collected. And and so the, the goal isn't for me to get better at doing them, which I think is a lot of the focus of procrastination. Um, you know, when you, when you read books about procrastination or hear about this as a topic that's discussed, it's more of like, how do I get better at time management? How do I get better at being productive? For me, it's even rewinding further back from that and saying, how do I get better at not putting things on my list that don't belong there? So with this Facebook page, for example, allowing it to be something that came up on my feed, I had a thought, I sh- I'm still connected to this page and I don't need to be. And then on my phone right there, just taking a minute to figure out how do I remove myself from this page and then move on and and know that there's you know three or four or five other pages that I'm still connected to. But I'm going to put all of that aside for today. I'm not going to make it a to-do list or a a to-do on my list. I'm not going to make it a priority. I just am going to let it sit off to the side in my peripheral vision and know that someday I'll get to it. And it's not something that I, I have to assign to myself for today. Another example I want to share that's especially appropriate heading into the holiday season is that many years ago, I... Uh, again was on Facebook one day and I saw some pictures of people who were posting their elf on a shelf um you know like the little elf that you get that you move around and some people would like take pictures every day of where the elf was that day and would post it on Facebook and um I got really angry this one day about this this Mom that I know, uh, we have our oldest kids are are similar ages, and she had been posting, uh, you know, about their elf, and I got so mad about this elf, and I just was angry, <laughs> and I was walking around that day at work being angry about this, and sitting in meetings, thinking about this stupid elf, and, you know, kind of having some anger in my heart towards this mom, um, and just this frustration, and it was so bad that in the middle of the day, I paused at my desk and I just like put my head in my hands. And I think I said a, a little prayer of like, God, what is happening here? I don't understand why I'm so angry about this stupid elf. Like this shouldn't even matter what's going on here. And what I realized is that it, it really was a symbol of the ways that I felt like I was failing And um, that year was a particularly difficult year. There was a lot going on and I felt like I barely had enough energy to get the tree up at home and and to get presents, let alone some of the other things of like the extras of decorating and making cookies and, you know, different things that, that tend to go along with the holiday season. And I realized that this, you know, this picture that this mom had posted felt it felt very judgy. Um, The the judge in my head was saying to me, everybody else is killing it with Christmas and you're not. You should be doing more. You're not doing enough. Your your kids are going to grow up and they're not going to have traditions. What are you doing? Like you, like if you don't have, you know, if you're not doing these traditions this year, then it all falls apart. It all fails. And they're going to go off to college. And their you know, roommates are going to be talking about amazing family traditions. And they're going to feel left out. And they're going to be like, my uh, my family didn't do any of that. Um, it's funny how we can create these whole long narratives in our head when we're feeling in that judgy place and in that really critical place. And I kind of had to laugh when I realized that this, this was the stuff that was, you know, playing in my head. This was like the soundtrack in my head and the story in my head. And when I really pulled it out into the light, I was like, oh, well, this is, this is stupid. (laughs) Why am I worried about this? And I just had to really come to terms with the fact that that particular year, I wasn't going to be able to do all of the things because of all of the other stuff that was happening in life that was taking my energy I was going to have to pull back, and I was going to have to be okay with that. And I was going to have to trust that it would work out for my family. And I'm, I really am doing the best that I can. And another thing that I um, came to terms with that day and sort of a, a soundtrack that I added um, to, my, to my mind for these types of situations is... I can let other people be good at what they're good at, and I can be good at what I'm good at. So this particular mom who had posted this, she seems to be a person who really loves holidays and goes all out and does green pancakes for St. Patrick's Day and does all the heart-shaped things for Valentine's Day and will decorate and all of that stuff that to me is just really overwhelming. And and um, I just... I don't value it. I really don't value all of that detail. And But it's okay for her to do that and to post pictures of it. And it doesn't become a judgment of me. It doesn't have to become a a comparison of what I'm doing versus what she's doing. When I can just pause and celebrate that that's what she enjoys doing and what she prioritizes in her life. And then to be secure that there are things that I'm prioritizing that I'm doing differently. And then when I notice, like, oh, here's something that I do that other parents maybe aren't doing. And I can celebrate that. Oh, here's a thing that I really love to do with my kids that seems unusual or that other people are like, what? You, you know, like I love to watch um, like baking shows and then try to make the things that are on the show. Like one time when Caitlin was little, one weekend, I was like, let's make cream puffs. And so, you know, we were making pate dough from scratch and um, trying it for the first time. And, um, and I don't think we had all the right ingredients. So we were just experimenting and just kind of having fun in the kitchen. And cooking is something that I really enjoy and that I've done a lot with my kids. And so there are times when I do that with them and I think, oh, this is – this is part of Aaron as a parent is that I love doing this stuff. And other parents find this to be really overwhelming. And so it doesn't make me better or worse than them, but they're the ones then that might be posting, you know, the elf on the shelf pics on Facebook. Um, and to recognize that's like their superpower, this is my superpower, that's what they're good at. This is what I'm good at and And can I celebrate that we all can be okay where we are and without me feeling like I have to do all of the things? So I hope that you, you know, wherever you're at, thinking about the holiday season, I hope that you can take this and really take a minute to examine your expectations and examine your energy. Maybe this is a year where there's a lot of other stuff that's going on. Maybe even there's some hard stuff happening and your energy is having to go to that. And you can be realistic and you can say, I can't do it all. And I'm not going to do it like, like all the other people that I see on social media or that I see in my life. And it's okay because we're finite. We we cannot add all of the things to our to-do list. Um, we do have to prioritize We do have to be real about the energy that we can bring to things. And some years it's okay to not have the energy to do all of the things. So if you need permission to take a step back and to cut some things off your list, this is me giving you permission and giving myself permission to do that as well. And this is a a personally a good reminder for me as we are getting ready to leave in two days Um, and there's all of these things that I just want to like all these to-do list items that I want to get checked off in order to make this the ideal vacation and to make it perfect and just taking a deep breath and saying, Oh, like I don't have to remember all of the things The I don't have to leave the house in perfect order before we leave on vacation. I don't know if you are that kind of family or not. Um, I think my mom was kind of that way of like, let's clean the whole house before we leave so that when we come back, it can be clean and fresh, which is lovely. I would love to come back to a perfectly cleaned house. But if that's going to put a lot of stress on me this week, and if it's going to make me um, super stressed out and not fun to be with when we finally leave for the airport on Friday morning, then maybe it's not worth it. Maybe it's not worth it um, being on my list and feeling like a thing that ought to get done. And so I can like cut it off the list. And then what happens with my expectations is whatever does get done will feel like bonus. So it's a good reminder for me right now in this moment that I am finite. Um, I actually haven't been feeling the best the past couple of days. And so... um, So I've had to kind of grieve also that I've had to pause and rest um, because it feels like I shouldn't have to do that. I should be getting all these things done and to just say, well, the reality is that I'm not feeling well and I need rest. Again, not to be a grumpy mom when, when we finally leave for the airport. If I push myself to the max, then I really am going to not be fun to be around on Friday. I'm <laughs> not going to be fun to travel with. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to have fun myself. And so that's not really where I want to, that's not the energy that I want to bring to this vacation. And so having to grieve, having to say, sometimes we really do have to pause and rest. Sometimes it really does mean that things get cut off the list. And they could be things that are worthwhile. They could be things that they do need to get done. Um, but maybe they're going to get done later. Maybe they're going to get done by somebody else. And um, maybe you're going to fail at some things too. And it really is okay to do all of those, to, like to, to have all of those outcomes, because the truth is that we cannot always do it all. In fact, very often we can't do it all. So today I want to leave you with a couple of practical questions. Number one is to, or maybe not questions, but practical steps. And the first thing is to let yourself um, really stop and think about the story that you are telling yourself about being a procrastinator or about all of the things that are on your list. And if you are stressed about all of the things on your list, then pause and think about why. What story are you telling yourself about what happens if those things don't get done? The second thing is to let yourself edit your list. Um, Maybe sit down and write out all of the things that are currently on your brain, currently that are on your mind, of things that you feel like you ought to get done, things that are on your to-do list, Um, and you know, really think about not just the things that are on a physical to-do list, but what are all of the ought-to's that are floating around in your brain? Once you see them all out on paper, I mean, first of all, that is a really helpful exercise when you see it in black and white. Um, but second of all, if you go in and then, you know, on that list, are there things you can cross off? Are there things that are unrealistic? Um, Are there things that could be done next week or could be done by another person? And are there things there that are lingering that seemed like a good idea a month ago but today don't actually need to take priority? And that you, you can just decide this was a good idea a month ago, today I don't see the need to do it. And then the other thing is, again, engaging in this practice of grief. Um, I wrote a blog post on my website about maintenance grief and this idea of just having a practice of realizing where we need to grieve so that we can let go of expectations or let go of things in our life and and be able to move on and, and to be able to accept reality and to move on with what is. And so maybe there's some areas today, maybe connected to the holidays, maybe connected to other things in your life where you need to grieve that you can't do it all. And it is hard. It's hard. Sometimes we have to let go of things that feel really important to us. Um, Sometimes we have to let go of things that feel really connected to our identity Sometimes it's about moving from one season to another in life. Like maybe there are holiday traditions that you did with your, you know, if you have kids um, that you did with them when they're little. And now, you know, if they're in a different stage of life, like as kids get into adolescence and the teen years, they might not see them as as being as much of a priority as you want them to be. And sometimes in different seasons, it's okay. to like reframe those traditions or to to let go of what was and to enter into a new season. So, are there areas today where you need to grieve that reality isn't the way that you want it to be? Grieve that you aren't the way that you want to be? grieve that you don't have enough hours in the day to do all of the things that you really would like to do and once you go through that grief process which you know sometimes that can look like journaling it can look like talking to another person especially if you have a coach or if you have a life team this is something that is really good to bring to relationship and and just to just to get some you know Um, input from another human being and and to just have them be able to comfort you and it doesn't have to be a long drawn out thing that involves like tissues and crying Um, it can just be like hey I'm realizing as we are headed into the holidays I'm really sad that there are these you know 20 things that I want to do and because of our calendar this year we're not going to be able to do them all and I don't like that. I'm sad about that. I really wish it was different. I really wish that we could figure out how to fit all these things in. And they might just be able to offer some simple words of, yeah, that's so hard. And it's really frustrating when we can't fit in all the things that we want to. I'm sorry that you're having a hard time with this. And, you know, is there you know, They might ask you, is there something specific? Or you might think about, is there something specific that they could offer to you? Sometimes what I need to hear is just that I'm going to be okay or that I'm not a bad mom <laughs> or I'm not a bad business owner or whatever role um, it has to do with. Um, of, of just hearing someone say, you're not failing as a person if you can't do these items if, on your list. Um, so like going back to my Elf on a Shelf example, um, it probably would have been really helpful at the time. If I had had relationships like I have now, I probably would have gone to them and said, oh, I realized I'm, I'm really judging myself because I don't have the energy to do all the traditions. And the story I'm telling myself is that I'm failing as a mom because I don't have the energy to do this stuff. And I could have said, can you offer me some acceptance there and can you help give me some affirmation that I, I still am, am okay as a mom. And they could have said that, like, yeah, I accept you here in this place where you can't do all the things and you want to provide traditions for your kids and you want to do all the fun things and also it's okay that you can't and also here are some areas where I see you doing such a good job And you're not failing as a mom if you cannot do Elf on the Shelf and take really cool pictures and post them on Facebook every day. So I hope some of these examples and, you know, some of my processing, some of my um, some of the the tips here at the end will help you and can give you a specific tool or a specific um, soundtrack, a specific reminder For you as you head into the holiday season or whenever you're listening to this, maybe you found this podcast and we are, you know, it's May and you're listening to this. Um, I trust that there will be something here that is applicable to your life and it's going to be helpful, especially for you to come to terms with your, your actual self and to have some self-compassion that it's okay to have limits and it's okay to not be able to do it all. Thank you for joining me today on this episode. I don't take it for granted that you have chosen to spend part of your day with me. In two weeks, I'll be back, and I'm going to be talking about making peace with your ideal self. And on that episode, I plan to share some of the practical tips that I've put in place in my life to create a healthier ecosystem and be able to manage procrastination. As a reminder, it really is helpful to have a guide for your own personal growth journey. My, um, my growth really exploded when I started investing in a personal growth coach and joined a personal growth group where now there are people who are on my life team that I talk with on a weekly basis who are safe people for me to, to be on this journey with. If you need a guide for your own journey, I would love to work with you one-on-one. You can go to personalgrowthsucks.com slash schedule to see my calendar and choose a free appointment time. I offer a free coaching session mostly because it's really difficult to understand the value of coaching intellectually, but when you experience it, it um, can take it to a whole new level. So I really want to provide that experience for people. Even if you cannot invest in coaching in yourself for, for right now, it could give you a vision for Uh, what you wanna do in the future. Also a reminder that in 2023, I will be launching a course. I still, oh, talk about ideal selves. Um, I still have not um, put a lot of detail to this and so I'm feeling this like, oh, I got to do that, but it's just not going to happen this week. That is for sure. But when those details are pulled together, if you want to be on the list to know more about that, um, you can go to personalgrowthsex.com courses and put your email address in, and you'll be on the list to receive more information as soon as it's available. Again, thanks for listening today. If you enjoy this episode, I invite you to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to connect with me further, you can find me on Instagram at Personal Growth Sucks and on Facebook at Kinzel Consulting slash Personal Growth Sucks. Until next time, remember that personal growth sucks when you try to do it alone, but together we can cultivate the courage to grow. Let's keep leaning in.